um, on a start on a subject that we'll probably go for a few weeks on. We're not going to get too far tonight. And I found this when I was studying on the subject of joy. And uh, so I want to go through that. And uh, when we're done with this, I want to pray for the conference. I want to pray for uh, the speakers. I want to pray for their helps ministry. That's a, a, that is a huge, monumental undertaking to have a conference of that size and that magnitude. And uh, so we need to sow a seed as a church and, and pray for them. But let's pray. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Your word's a lamp to our feet and a light onto our pathway. We thank you, Lord God, that your word would go forth, run swiftly, be glorified. We thank you, Lord God, for an atmosphere, Lord, charged with your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your supernatural peace to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And we declare and decree where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Um. Isaiah 29 and verse 19, I found that I had never seen this before. And I was on the subject, you don't need to turn there, that isn't my message, but this is what got me started on this subject as I began to think about it. And it's 29.19, it says, the meek shall increase their joy in the Lord. The meek, not the weak, the meek shall increase their joy in the Lord. And so I looked at that and kind of thought, filed that back, and I began to reflect on that word. So in the days ahead, tonight we're going to define meekness. That's all we're going to, to do tonight. And then we're going to explore, explore some biblical facts about meekness, the blessings of meekness, and there's a lot of blessings associated with meekness, and then give you some Bible examples of meekness. Now, this subject of meekness is misunderstood. Look at Isaiah 61. Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. That's a poor, that's a poor translation. It should be meek. And for years you listen to that scripture and you think, oh, Jesus is appointed and anointed to preach to the poor. Doesn't that sound religious? And that's not the case. And uh, meekness, now as I read that, meekness is necessary in hearing and obeying the gospel. Meekness is necessary for hearing, receiving, and and obeying the gospel. In these last days, especially the days we're in, God is going to uh, do uh, some personality transformation work in all of us. And uh, I thought about this when Mike Plain had talked about, you know, Jesus being the lion and the lamb. We're living in an hour where we bit better know how to be the lion at the right time. And then at the same time, learn how to be the lamb. When you think of a lamb, you think of meekness. So I'm going to give you some, some definition. Meekness is not weakness. Say that. Meekness is not weakness. So you hear that word meek. It's kind of a, I don't know, I don't like the word. It's 
kind of a limp-wristed, yeah, limp-wristed word. Meekness is not weakness. Now, here it is. But it's power under perfect control. It's power under perfect control. Say it. It's power under perfect control. So if you cannot control your emotions, or your phone, <laughs> we'd made it through Patriots last night without a phone issue. That was a miracle in itself. Meekness is not weakness, but power under perfect control. So if you and I can't control ourselves, we can't control our flesh, we can't control our emotions, we will be ineffective in these last days. And you're looking at somebody, from a young man on, I've had issues in not controlling my anger. Anybody else have anger issues? Be a raise your hand. Fräulein. As you get older, I think you, you kind of just wind down a little bit, don't you, Mike? And that's a good thing. And that's why I look at some of you young ones and I see that, you know, that Phineas attitude. Look it up. Look up Phineas. That was a good, good, good guy in the Old Testament, though. But... Uh, you, we're all going to have to learn how to control our, our, our emotions, our frustration. And I'll tell you what, it's, get, it's difficult in this hour, isn't it? <laughs> when I, and I, that's why I don't, I don't watch. The only thing I watch about Biden is when he screws up. I love to watch him screw up and make an ass out of himself. No, I watched the compilation where they, they take it on, you know, and play it on YouTube. Sad, isn't it? Pathetic. Meekness is not weakness, but power under perfect control. Now look at Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now look at verse 22. Let's go to the positive side. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. What's, your, what's the next word? Gentleness or, or meekness. Meekness. Self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The flesh loves to rage out of control. It does. 
But meekness makes you careful and controlled in difficult circumstances. How many got to work on meekness? Boy, I do. Meekness makes you careful and controlled in difficult circumstances. We're living in difficult circumstances right now. It's just the way life is. And if you can't you know, pull back, step back, and control your flesh and your anger... That's why we, we, don't, we don't watch the news. I will watch, I'll get online and I'll look at headlines is basically what I'll do. But if you watch that long enough, it's infuriating. And what's on the outside will get on the inside and we, we can't afford to do that. An individual who possesses meekness knows how to control his flesh and his emotions. A person or individual, let's say a believer who possesses meekness, knows how to control his flesh and emotions. And uh, you know what I'm going to do in the days ahead? I've thought about this, and I've done it in the past. I'm going to preach a mini-series, either me or she and I will do it both. Both of us will do it together on how to behave in the church. Yeah, maybe it won't be. Said that too quick, Brian. How to behave in the local church. How do you treat one another? Well, that's Ellen. You are nice, but not everybody's Ellen or nice. How how do you how do you, how do you conduct yourself in a service? Are you concerned about the individual next to you and how they're perceiving what you're doing, how you're talking, how you're acting? You know, that's why, why you know, we've got to look at these things. Because I'll tell you what, the world's going to come in here, and if we don't look any different than the world, they're not going to receive Jesus. If they can't see any difference in the way we act, talk, and relate one onto another... How are they going to have open hearts to receive Christ? They'll say, I'm going down the next church. Try that one. They need to have an encounter with Christ. And it's going to come basically through you. Through me. How we act during the week. How we talk during the week. How we relate one onto another during the week. Well, that's good preaching, Pastor Mike. Thank you. Let me give you a definition in the Hebrew. Look at Psalm 18. Psalm 18. Most churches are daycares. The majority of churches in America are user-friendly or daycares. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. They're not going to correct your wrong behavior. They're going to let you do whatever you want to do because they want your money. It's not way this way at this church. Thank you for that weak amen. I feel the spirit of preach coming on me. Amen. The Hebrew, in, in Psalm 18, look at verse 31. David, 
there, there's a scripture. In fact, I wrote, I didn't give it to you, but in 1 Samuel, remember Saul wanted to kill David? He was jealous of David. David won the hearts of the people. But Saul was jealous and he put, wanted to put him out on the front lines and destroy him. There's a scripture that says, David behaved wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him and God prospered his way. He behaved wise. He conducted himself honorably. We as Christians should conduct ourselves honorably. Amen? You go as a an envoy, an envoy or, or a ambassador to another, another country. Do you just walk in, or do you, or do you mind your manners, your p's and q's? You conduct yourself, your dress, how you act, how you talk, how you treat those other dignitaries. It should be that way at church. Amen. Amen. Psalm 18, verse 31, David says, For who is God except the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Verse 35, You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Now look at this. Your what? Gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. Whose gentleness is he referring to? God's. Our Heavenly Father's. And that, that word gentleness is meekness. That's another word for meekness. We, we hear the word humility. But we're studying, you know, the main, the main word here, definition, meekness, our gentleness. But David said, your gentleness has made me great. And here's here's some words. As you look in the Hebrew, these are what describe the word gentleness or meekness. It means condescension. Condescension. And I looked it up. It means to descend voluntarily to the level regarded as lower of the person that the one is dealing with. In other words, you're going to defer. You're going, going to lower yourself below that other person to serve them. That's the way you should be at church. We should have that, that not a condescending, I'm better than you, but take that initiative in lowering yourself and saying, how can I be of service to you? Amen? It means be graciously willing to do something regard, regard, or Regarded as beneath one's dignity. I like that. Be graciously willing to do something regarded beneath one's dignity. In other words, you know, whatever it takes, whether you clean a toilet, I come in and bless her heart, Mary Jane's washing the windows or vacuuming. Just little insignificant things, but they're important. You know. Here's a scripture from the New Testament that enforces this. Philippians 2.7, referring to Jesus. But he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity. So as to assume the guise of a servant or a slave and that he became like man and was born a human being. Our God, our creator, our Lord and Savior stripped away all of his divine privileges when he came to this planet. And became a servant 
I did not come to be served, but what? To serve. That was Jesus. That's our God. He, he lowered himself. Here's another meaning for the, for the Hebrew word for gentleness or meekness. It means correction. So you could say, your loving correction shall me, make me great. Here's another word. It means help. Your help makes me great. Here's another one. Goodness. Your goodness makes me great. Is God's goodness great? And it makes us great. David experienced many deliverances throughout his life as a result of God's goodness to him. One more. Lowliness. Or your humility makes me great. See, the believer, you and I should display all these qualities. That's what meekness is. Every one of these things is is a different slant, but it helps you understand. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, meek, and lowly in heart, and will find rest. Now, that's the Hebrew. I'm going to read to you the Greek. The Greek definition. Look at Colossians chapter 3. How many of you address yourself every day? Of course you do. And that's my going, and I go in, I come out of the bedroom, and she says, no. Can't wear that. That looks stupid. And if she doesn't, then the boys do. Whatever. I should just live in the bedroom, huh? Sneak out the back window. Brian, should we do that? But Colossians 3, verse 12, tells you and I how to dress. Spiritually. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility. What's the next one? Meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you all must do. So you and I need to put on what every day? Meekness, among other things. Look at 1 Timothy Chapter 6, 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. The Apostle Paul tells Timothy, But you, O man of God, flee these things. What came before that, you can read that. But it says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness okay there's that word gentleness and here in the greek this is what it means meekness is not weakness but power under perfect control this word in the greek it's it's pronounced i believe uh proudest proudest it's a long e proudest and it means this it says uh it describes a person who is patient. <laughs> How many of you could work on that? Just me? I guess just me. Slow to respond in anger. <laughs> That's just me. Or a strong-willed person who's learned to submit his will to a higher authority. A strong will. Why are you smiling at me, Bia? A strong-willed person who must submit his or herself to a higher authority. This isn't a weak person, but a controlled person. 
A meek individual may possess a strong will. With str- How many got strong wills? Well, I do. A meek individual may possess a strong will with strong opinions. How many got strong opinions? Sure. But has learned how to bring his will under control. When confronted with insults, he doesn't react in an angry outburst or throw a temper tantrum, but instead responds with kindness and gentleness. Wow. We've all missed it. But if we're going to win the lost, and we're going to, you know, be an effective witness to the world for Jesus, we're going to have to learn how to become more meek and gentle. Amen. Here's a couple more definitions. In classical Greek, the word meekness describes a wild animal. We all fit that, don't we? Can our flesh be kind of a wild animal? Sure it can. So in the in classical Greek, the word meekness describes a wild animal that has been tamed and brought under control. So if we become more meek and more gentle, we've put our we've learned to put our flesh under control. This Greek word was also used in medic, a medical sense to denote a soothing medication or balm that was, you know, that could be applied. Well. You know, we can be a soothing medication or a balm that can be applied to an angry individual. How? By just our behavior, our gentleness, our kindness, and sometimes just keeping our mouth shut. Amen? Boy, it's awful quiet in this Presbyterian church tonight. You just flunked. You opened it. Had to open it, didn't you? Remember Jackie Gleason and the the honeymooners? To the moon. Remember that? Some of you don't even know about that. A meek person doesn't project uh, a countenance that's angry or offended. Or one who reacts to or overreactive to insults. Instead, his response is so gentle it acts as a soothing medicine. To that individual who is upset. Val, that fits you. It does. Certain people have that. And that's a good thing. Mary Jane, your nurse Mary Jane. You know, Darla. You just have personalities. And we need people like that in the church today. Sweet people that can love on people. Amen. So in conclusion, say in conclusion. Do you want to know what's going to reveal your level of meekness in the days ahead? Your relationships with each other in this church. You're off. You're looking at me like a cow at a new gate. You know what's going to reveal whether you're going to have to work on your meekness or your gentleness or your kindness is because your relationships are going to be put to the test in the days ahead. I hate to say that. It's prophetic. 
Because as the church grows, remember I said there arose a dispute. Suddenly out of nowhere, strife and contention and issues because people don't know how to manage their emotions or they don't know how to walk in that fruit of meekness or they don't know how to submit to a higher authority. Meekness or gentleness will be the necessary quality that will determine how effective Harvest Church is going to be in reaching people in today's society. Amen? Amen. Now, do I need to pray for everyone that we're all going to develop that? I can't do that. I can't lay hands on you and you know, transmit some powerful thing that's going to cause you to be meek. No, you have to develop that fruit. I have to develop that fruit. Uh, I thought that was necessary tonight. Let's stand up. Um, considering Sunday mornings...